This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name's Mark Vance. Glad to be with you as we draw to the end of this year of 2022. And today I want to reflect a little bit about Christmas time. And I want to talk specifically around this idea. I want to talk about a shift from nostalgia to worship. I've just noticed it in my own life as I look around, you know, the world around us, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. People are laughing and shouting and, you know, saying this on TV. You've got Christmas carols playing at the grocery store, all of that. But what I was struck by today is we worshiped with Cornerstone Church. I'm recording this on a Sunday afternoon was the vast difference between nostalgia and worship. Nostalgia is a sentimental sort of feeling, right? Even if you look up the definition for nostalgia, you're going to find that nostalgia is a sentimental longing. It's a wistful affection for the past, you know? It's thinking about dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. That's like the acute definition of nostalgia. It's wistful longing for a place with happy, familial, and personal, you know, associations. I don't think nostalgia is evil, but it is far short of actually the center of Christian hope and worship. Nostalgia is sentimentality. Worship isn't focused on the past or a wistful affection for it. Worship is focused on the person of Christ and his promises, not just that he came in the past, but that he'll come again in the future. Nostalgia is looking back at the most wonderful moments of my life and wishing kind of that we could recreate them in some way. It's a longing, a sentimentality. Worship is beyond sentimentality. And I want to kind of make a gentle plea, Christians, that we can do far better at Christmas time than putting on the nostalgia of white Christmas. There's nothing evil about nostalgia, but if I just wonder if you would reflect carefully with me for a minute and ask the question, is my Christmas celebration, are the rhythms and habits of my family and of my life more oriented around cultivating nostalgia and sentimentality, or are they oriented around cultivating worship of Christ, the newborn king? I was thinking about that even just looking around at decorations in my house. Does this decoration draw me to think toward Christ? Is this part of a Christian worship, or is this sentimental? I'm all for sentimental things. I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't have them. But I'm saying is if all we have at Christmas time is evoking feelings of nostalgia, then we stopped far short of where we could go as Christians. So I've got just a couple of simple ideas for you to move from nostalgia to worship this Advent and Christmas season. Ways for you to turn your heart and your affections, not just backward toward wistful moments of the past, but forward toward the person of Christ and the hope you have of heaven and of his return. So here's a couple things you could do. First one, let's use the tools of the season we have and let's talk about music. Christmas is a time with music. There are Christmas songs, and there are nostalgic Christmas songs. You know, you can play them. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, you know, things like that, rocking around the Christmas tree, all those sorts of things. Those are songs, I think, that are Christmas nostalgia. There are also songs of Christmas worship. And I want to see if maybe one of the ways you could move from nostalgia to worship is simply by setting a new playlist for your family. 
I mean, this could be a great task for you to do. Build a Christmas playlist. If you got Spotify, Apple Music, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you're probably fairly techie people. Create a playlist that's just worship. Populate the playlist with Jesus, not just with nostalgia for the Christmas season. I'm not saying you should never play a nostalgic song. I'm saying I think you can do better. And so here's a couple things I'd want you to think about. Think about some new songs, by the way. There are some wonderful new Christian Christmas hymns and praise praise songs that are so helpful. I'm going to give you my two favorites right now. One is something I listen to every single year. It's by Andrew Peterson. It's called Behold the Lamb. It's a whole Christmas musical that Andrew Peterson and his Nashville artist friends wrote up many years ago to tell the Christmas story. They've generally, at least for many decades, have performed, uh, two decades I think, have performed this live at Ryman Hall in Nashville on uh, Christmas Eve or in the week of Christmas. It tells the story of the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world, and they've recorded it. There's an awesome recording of this on um on Spotify, available to listen to. I'm sure if you went to YouTube and simply typed in Andrew Peterson, Behold the Lamb, it is a great telling of the Christmas story. It's a wonderful new Christmas song. Here's another one that's been a great ministry to me. It's a take on O Come All Ye Faithful. It's written, O Come All You Unfaithful. It's a song by Sovereign Grace Music, reflecting on the call of the gospel, not so much to the faithful and the perfect, but to the broken and the hurting and the weary O come, all you unfaithful, come weak and unable, know that you're not alone. It's a, it's a gospel invitation to weak people at Christmas. And so perhaps you have a weak and wounded heart. That would be a way for you to turn toward Christ, not just toward a feeling of this nostalgia. So get some new songs on your Christmas playlist. But my goodness, people, put some old Christmas hymns on that playlist too. And even if they're not on the playlist... Get a, get a hymnal or go onto Cyber Hymnal on the web. Look up some of your favorite Christmas songs and slow down to read the words of those Christmas hymns. Slow down to contemplate the mystery of Christ. These songs that we sing at Christmas are rich. They're rich with theology. They're rich with Jesus. Hark the herald angels sing. That, that one, I love some of the, the verses of that. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. It, it's rich to, to not just sing them, but here's something you could do with those Christmas songs. Take some time in your time with the Lord to just read them slowly, to contemplate their meaning. Slow down and sing a Christmas song. Okay, so... How can we move from nostalgia to worship this Christmas time? Build a playlist that's about Jesus, not just sentimentality. Okay, here's a second charge. Don't just think about music. I want you to think about your family. Christmas is a time full of family gatherings, and you can orient your family gathering around nostalgia and presence, or you can orient it around Christ. I want you to have nostalgic moments. I want you to have presents. But there's a couple things I think you could think about to help your family focus on Jesus. Here's one of them. Don't let your family gatherings prohibit you from gathering with God's people. Get your family together for Christmas, yes. But then pause the festivities to go worship with God's people. Come to a Christmas Eve service. That's a great way to remind your kids that Christmas is about Jesus, not just about sentimentality and presents. 
Take your kids to a Christmas Eve service at Cornerstone. Ours are going to be at 3 o'clock and 4.30. Come out to that. Go to church on Christmas Day. Now, look, this is a no-judgment zone here. I understand that for many people, this is not going to work with the family schedule. But it's at least possible that we could orient our family schedule around worship as a priority more than around family as a priority. I know that I'm pushing on some sacred cows there for some people in their family. It may not work. I'm not going to judge anybody who's home with the family on Christmas. But I just want to suggest many of us are feeling the kind of difficulty of shifting our children's attention away from consumerism and onto Christ. And I just wonder if perhaps the rhythms of our family life aren't reinforcing what we would want to actually press up against. When we get together and we make, you know, Christmas and games and, you know, all of that the center of our children's Christmas experience, not the worship of God's people, not the kind of liturgy and rhythm of praise of the Lord, well, then don't be surprised if they think about Christmas the way everybody around them thinks, because they're doing the same things everybody around them does. Perhaps So when you're thinking about family, the first way I'm thinking about shifting from nostalgia to worship is just a simple shift in our rhythms, to prioritize getting to church together as a family, to worship together as a family. I think that's one way to make that shift. Another way to shift the family gathering is just to make sure you pause to acknowledge Christ together. My dad did a good thing for us growing up. It's really, really simple that every time before we would open up presents, we would read the Christmas story, and we'd go around the room and share something we were thankful for as from God's grace that past year. I think that's very wise. Even that simple pause to invite Jesus into this place was a reminder, and as a father, you can do that for your family. You can say, let's read the Christmas story, and then before we open any gifts, just simply tell your children, We're so grateful to open gifts. They're an expression of God's goodness to us, but the greatest gift God has ever given to us is Jesus. And so we give because he first was given to us. Use that moment of gathering to gather your family around Jesus, not just around the gifts or the Christmas tree. Remember, we want to focus on worship, not just nostalgia. Not to say there's no moment for sentimental nostalgia, but to say instead that worship, orienting around Jesus, not just orienting around tradition, is what we want to cultivate with our family this Christmas. So, for family gatherings, make it out to church, and secondly, open up the scripture with your family. So, we've talked about music, we've talked about family gatherings, one more kind of place where perhaps in your heart you should be preparing him room is just in the quiet moments. For a lot of people, uh, around Christmas time, they get a little bit of time off of work, or there's some time they've taken with family. There's a little more space in the day. And I just want to invite you to be intentional. Uh, Simeon today at church said, if you don't, uh, what was it? If you don't plan, you, no, without planning, you're planning to fail. I don't know, failure to plan, failure to launch. He said something about planning and launching and failure that I just translated to this. You know, boy, I could not have botched that quote worse. But if you don't, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. I think that was what he said. Fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So put a simple plan in to start your day in a place of worship and wonder at the feet of Christ. 
prepare your own heart. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, leader of your family listening to this podcast, if your heart is oriented in worship toward Christ, your family will follow your heart. So perhaps the most important thing we do isn't in restructuring our music playlists or redoing the orientation of a family gathering, but in resetting our own hearts to worship, wonder, awe, and praise. So in those moments where you have a little more time off work, a little more space in the morning, don't just hustle and bustle around doing everything. Slow down and prepare room for Christ in your heart. Maybe you've got an Advent book that you've had on the shelf and you forgot to pick up. Just grab it. Start reading it now. It's okay. Start it. Start putting the truth of Scripture into your heart. Every day leading up to Christmas, from here till Christmas, you've only got a couple days when you're listening to this podcast. Why don't you every day read one of the gospel stories on the coming of Christ. Start with the story in Matthew, which begins with the genealogy and goes through the birth of Christ. Go to the narrative of Luke, the famous in the days when Caesar Augustus was reigning. Go, go to the narrative in John, the, the heavenly perspective of how the word became flesh and dwelt among us, how we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Start your day reading the Christmas story every day from here until Christmas. Just start your day there. Let your heart reflect on what it means for Christ to come, for Jesus to be God's chosen King, come for you, the Savior who is Christ the Lord. Grab the Advent book. I have one on my shelf I was just looking at by Tim Keller a book on Advent that I thought, you know what, it would do my heart good just to grab that and read one chapter of that every day. Let's say you haven't had a great Advent plan. Okay, fine. You've planned to fail using uh, the words that we just quoted from Simeon. Well, you're not too far to gone. Just start from where you are and take just a little step forward. Cultivate in your heart a sense of wonder. You know, sometimes we can... Uh, almost in our desire to make Christmas special and more meaningful, almost force it on other people, rather than it just overflowing naturally out of just the place and the orientation of our own heart. And so if your heart is tender toward Jesus, it's much easier to invite your family to follow you there. So here's three things. We're trying to shift our thoughts from pure nostalgia this Christmas to actually worship of the newborn king this Christmas. Three thoughts for you to contemplate as you're preparing your heart for Christ. First, your music. Look, guys, can we just stop listening to Santa Baby? Can we start listening to things that honor Christ and that lift him up this Christmas? Put a playlist together with beautiful new songs and rich old songs that celebrate the coming of Christ and orient our hearts toward him. Shift your music. Second, shift the orientation of your family gatherings. Don't skip out on Christmas. Instead, make the services of worship part of helping your family remember Christmas is about Jesus. Read the story. Carve out space even before you open presents to acknowledge God's gift of Christ. And then finally, take advantage of the quiet moments that you have. Invite Christ to, to come into your space of Christmas this year. Celebrate Emmanuel, that God is with us. Orient your own heart toward Jesus. It'll be a lot easier with your soft heart toward Jesus to call others toward that place of worship. So, I just got one idea 
one big idea for you today, which is this. This Christmas, let's shift our emphasis from nostalgia to worship. Let's shift our emphasis from sentimentality to seeing Christ the Savior who is born for us. And in that kind of heart shift, let's let it kind of change around some of how we might celebrate Christmas this year. God bless you as you prepare room in your heart for the newborn King.